Joining us in the studio, the mayor of Collywood, Brian Saunderson. Brian, great to have you back. Yes. Good morning, guys. And John, congratulations on your uh, book signing event last week. I understand yeah. you raised Thank you very over $1,000 for yeah. my friend's house. Yeah, around $1,000. Wow. We sold uh, we sold many copies of yes. the book, and I think it was a huge success. Thank you to Gibson for hosting us, mm-hmm. Gibson and Company, and also to my friend's house, and uh, Julie LeBlanc for putting that all together. It was great, and uh, if you haven't got the book, Mind the Gap, I know Mr. Mayor and I have uh, both got a copy of it. It's a fantastic book, and proceeds still go to my friend's house when you buy a copy locally, so that's mm-hmm. all good news. Uh, let's talk uh, hockey, of course. It's been a long time since we've been able to say, boy, that was a great game. Uh, maybe not the best result we were hoping for, but it was a good Colts opener. It was a fantastic Colts opener, uh, and uh, although they didn't win, the boys are still tied for first in their division with a 2-1 and record, and they have two games this weekend. Uh, it was a sold-out crowd, and I'm told that of the 213 junior franchises across Ontario, they were one of only four to have a sellout crowd, and uh, we're, ta- we're going to grab number one spot for, for attendance for the first game. So fantastic. What's your feeling in terms of the way it was all laid out? Did it go the way you'd hoped in terms of the prices, the, the concessions, all that stuff? Well, I mean, uh, it was a sold-out crowd. It's uh, the Colts' business model, and uh, we're uh, certainly hoping it's a sustainable one. Uh, my understanding is they're two-thirds sold out for this weekend, so uh, so the home game here. And uh, uh, so if you want tickets, go online and get them. They are available online. And, it's a uh, Saturday game this it's week. It's a Saturday game this week, that's right. And uh, uh, so I think uh, I think it's, it's a great product. It was a fast game. The kids didn't get a lot of bounces for them, um, and it was a strong mm. team they were playing. So um, I think we're looking forward to a great season of hockey, and the Eddie Bush is in wonderful shape, and the Colts have done a great job in working with the town to get it there. The Eddie Bush is in wonderful shape, but another uh, town uh, facility is, of course, our pool, and uh, there's a closure coming up. Yes. So there was a planned closure of approximately three weeks. And when they started doing the work, there have been, I guess, ongoing water problems in the building. Uh, So they were taking the tiles off the showers and in doing so found some other problems. Uh, And uh, so it looks like it will be uh, an additional three weeks of closure. Mm. So that means now it takes it up to six weeks, which is over a month. and in a facility like that, that's uh, a, you know just not acceptable. Yeah, with uh, high school swimming programs, programs and the, the Clippers, Clippers, the uh, Aquafit, yeah. and all the other user groups, uh, including the schools. Uh, and the other unfortunate thing is it's adding about $35,000 to the payment. In the staff report we received from Dean Culver, this building was open in around 2013, and so it's six years old, and during that time we've had over $360,000 in unplanned maintenance. Wow. The price of the building was $3.6 million, approximately. It was over budget to begin with itself, or over, uh, they put some significant change orders in there, over a million dollars of change orders. So it's disappointing to see these types of costs in maintaining such a relatively new building. I. Uh, Will this be the end of it, or sh- you know, should we cut bait and go for something else? Uh, well, th- we've asked. Uh, uh, I mean, it's difficult to to right. uh, undertake that sort of stuff without doing a full envelope study and analysis, which could lead to further closure. So, I think right now we're um, going to. Uh, we're, the staff has been asked to do a, a look through um, mm-hmm. and to see what they can spot to identify any issues going down the road. Um, I, I guess the short answer, really, when we did the Parks and Rec uh, master plan, is there was um, some discontent in the public about the about the pool, uh, about the type of building, uh, but there was a huge amount of discontent in the fact that we don't have a centralized multi-use facility, which I think is really a, 
uh, a wonderful thing for a community. It's a source of pride. It's a gathering place, and uh, it's where people can really uh, come together, despite uh, user groups and ages and all demographics. So I think that uh, that the uh, parks, uh, the um, centralized multi-use facility is is uh, that discussion is coming back on the table very mm-hmm. shortly as we plan for the future. We've been discussing that for a long time. We have been discussing mm-hmm. it, and maybe uh, fourth time's a charm. Uh, well, with a multi-use facility, of course, you're going to combine sports and probably the arts and uh, the town, of course, supporting the arts in a big way with Art Crawl. Yes, that's an exciting event this weekend. It's uh, Saturday night, and it will have over 40 uh, artists uh, displaying their works in local um, uh, facilities uh, along um, uh, here, Ontario, and over in the Creative Simcoe District, as well as 40 musicians. So I think there's 72 locations, yeah. and uh, you can go online to check that out. There are maps available at Town Hall as well. It's going to be a spectacular event, and this was started, I think, six or seven years ago yeah. by a small group of five or so people, and it's really grown into a fantastic event. So uh, I've done it a number of times mm-hmm. and uh, hope to be there Saturday, uh, and I invite everybody out. Mr. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us. Mayor Brian Saunderson from Collingwood. Uh, if folks want to get a hold of you, Mr. Mayor, where should they go? They can get me at Town Hall. I'm there five days a week, and uh, the number is 705-445-1030, and I'm extension 8000. Thanks for being here on Talk to the Town. Good to see you guys. Take care. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.